Hello and welcome to Women of Aurora, a podcast featuring remarkable women entrepreneurs and leaders working in and around the city of Aurora, Illinois. We discuss how to be successful in your business and in life as we network, support, and uplift each other. Join us to learn how to build authentic connections and have fun in a safe and open space. Hello, my name is Cynthia Gamboin. I'm a multipreneur, philanthropist, and the founder of Women of Aurora. I enjoy making connections with sound and vibrant women, making an impact in and around the city of Aurora. While building my network, I knew I wanted to create a safe environment to build connections. Therefore, I founded the Women of Aurora Facebook group, a diverse, safe, and space for women from all walks of life to share and uplift one another. Welcome to the Women of Aurora podcast. Our guest today holds multiple certifications in the travel industry and can help with travel for family, group, or family needs. She is a go-to expert on cruises and can also help you grow your business through offering retreats. Let's welcome Kimberly Simpson. Hi, Kimberly. Hi, how are you guys? Now, do you go by Kim or Kimberly? Kim is fine. Kim is fine. Kim's good. All right. Well, Kim is also a grandmother to nine. Is that true? Oh, it is true. (laughs) (laughs) And she's having a great time. Yes. And you're having a great time spending time with them. But you are also an entrepreneur. Tell us a little bit about your business. Tell us a little bit about why you chose the travel industry, too, and what makes it unique or fun. So, um, like you said, I'm I'm a wife. I'm a grandma of nine and love them to death. I actually worked in the travel in, or in the pharmacy business, and I worked in training and development um, and some other areas. And truly, I'm an entrepreneur, so I would go off, and next thing you know, I was writing programs for different companies and things. So um, definitely was very much engaged in that career. Loved it. I cannot say that I did not enjoy my time doing that, but life happens, and in my case, um, I, my mom was sick and, um, and, and that gave me that opportunity actually to spend time with her at home. So as I returned back to the workforce, I came back with a different perspective. I was gone for nine months, went back and I said, you know what, I'm ready for a change. And I decided to stay home with the littles for a little bit. And there weren't nine of them at that time. And uh, (laughs) that changed. (laughs) Time went on and I kind of transitioned a little bit into that role. I also realized, hey, I'm not done participating in another way, right? And so I still needed that adult contact. I still wanted to be able to pursue something new. I love learning, which is why I was in training and development in the first place. And next thing you know, I found travel. Somebody had mentioned it to me and I was like, you know what, let me check this out. So I did. I did some homework and found a host agency that I work with and became my own business owner and opened up my own travel agency from home. And I shouldn't even say from home. I could work it from anywhere. So wherever I am, there I am. <laughs> there, my office is with me. So yes, mm-hmm. because we were just talking about that luxury, yeah. right? Off off um off camera, we were talking about how you can actually take your job and travel and still be able to work where there's Wi-Fi. Anywhere in the world there's Wi-Fi, you can work and then continue traveling. So this isn't a sit-down office, nine to five, 
This is an actual your job, your remote opportunity, which is, tends to be a lot what we're seeing nowadays with the, you know, especially after the pandemic, a lot of folks didn't go back to work or didn't want to go back and, and be stuck in an office. Do you find that a lot of people are being attracted to this similar position? Oh, absolutely. And not only are they finding that they can take, well, even just think about the businesses that had buildings, right? And they saved costs by all of a sudden these people are working from home, right? So they were saving some costs and maybe they needed to save that cost at that time, you know, um, for some. But they also realized at that point that, hey, if they were that productive during that time period, why can't we leave it that way? Right. Right. And it also was, you know, advantageous for that person. You know, so if it's somebody who enjoyed that atmosphere, being able to be at home, being able to work the job that way, or even a lot of them took advantage. And and I talk about our our millennials because a lot of them um, do have very mobile occupations and they'll work from anywhere, but they also get to vacation while they're out there. Right. Right. Not during working hours, but, you know, the rest of the time. Right. You know, they get to see other other uh, environments. So absolutely. Yeah. And and it's funny that you mentioned it that way, because it earlier in the spring or actually at the beginning of the year, my kids and I were in Cocoa Beach and we saw these two young ladies with their family sitting around the beach. And they were like, oh, hold on. Let me go. Let me go jiggle the mouse on my computer. <laughs> <laughs> OK, so. And I was like, like, wait a minute, what are you doing, miss? I come from a background in HR. So I was like, (laughs) um, and then the other one gets up, oh, I'll get your computer while I'm getting mine. And I'm like, what is happening here? And then eventually one of them brought their laptop to the beach. And I'm sitting there with my kids thinking, who do you work for? (laughs) I want that job. (laughs) No longer am I going to be like, hey, somebody should alert the company. But... You know, and so I just find that it's such a unique perspective, but then you get to travel, the travel component, right? So that's the fun part of it all. So you transitioned from pharmacy into a career travel. Was travel your number one? Like, I love to travel. I want to travel. Like that, was that your, also your experience too, that you wanted to be, one, have flexibility, but travel, right? Right. right. No, that's a big piece, but when I thought that I traveled, like growing up, or that we traveled with our children, I realized we really, we really didn't. What we did is our family trips. And a lot of times it was the same places <laughs> that we went to over and over again. But and then we realized, wow, there's a whole world out there that we hadn't seen before, right? Uh, I got my first passport. I didn't have a passport prior to this. Um, I had never cruised before. And now I'm, you know, I'm actually an expert, you know, looked at as an expert in the cruise industry, because I did immerse myself so much into it. You know, I remember the first time I talked to someone about cruising, you know, I thought, Oh, my God, I sound so foolish. Like, I don't even know what I'm talking about. They're asking me, you know, I'm talking about the front of the ship, the back of the ship, the the right, the left. I mean, I was like, I don't know what any of this other terminology is, but you can learn it. And that's the cool thing about, I think, a lot of entrepreneurship is that you can immerse yourself in something. And if you're willing to put in the work and to learn, there's so many opportunities, you know. So, I mean, I'm definitely an example of that because I came into this with a medical background. 
And now here I am traveling and I love it. I love every yeah. experience and I'm constantly learning and I'm helping others to get out there and learn about the things that they can do with or without their families. <laughs> right. <laughs> I love that so component. <laughs> if you are listening, she does solo travelers, family travelers, and business retreats, yeah. I read. Absolutely. So tell me about yeah, tell me about the business retreats that you've put together. Yes. Yeah, so so this is a really neat opportunity um, for businesses. And if, for somebody, let's say somebody in sales, they might have incentive trips. And they've done these historically, right? They've done, you could win a trip or maybe they'll, um, now we're starting to see uh, business meetings, like we call them meetings at sea, right? Mm -hmm. So we can actually put people on a ship. And we can ha we have classroom space, we have dancing space, we have you know the mingles, we have their their time to eat together. So we have so many different types of meeting rooms for them, and they transform each of these rooms. One, at one time, there's like you know this beautiful musical going on. Next thing you know, we've got a business meeting in there, right? So it's really a neat opportunity for companies. And cruising can be so economical. Like I think that's one thing that people don't realize. They think of it as this big price tag. When when you really dig into it, you realize that you go, you you have your hotel room, right? You have your cabin. You can unpack, you can go to multiple destinations without repacking and unpacking. You don't have to have the transportation to go there because now that's in your in your fee, right? Your food's included. You can put the drinks included if you need that. You've got spa, you've got entertainment. I mean, the list goes on and on. It's good for foodies. It's good for um, health and wellness. We've got gyms on there. Again, there's just a wealth of information um, that I can help someone who wants to do a retreat and bring their expertise to wherever they want. I've got a group going to Antigua. This is probably one of my most exciting ones right now. It is a group of very successful businesswomen who are getting together and they do this annually. And we took them from the States to go international. So we're taking them to Antigua. They have their own beautiful on the water villas. They're gonna have their meetings. Oh gosh, the place is right on the beach. Can I just tell you? I'm like, I don't know how we're gonna keep them from looking at the beach or putting their feet in the sand, but we are gonna try. <laughs> well, can you add one? Amy, do you wanna go? Can you add two more to that trip? <laughs> I have room for two more people. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> this just went from an interview to a booking call. <laughs> Look at that. But it is. I mean, but what I think is really cool is that no matter what type of business it is, if that person turns into, you know, I would, I would call them, um, you know, kind of like my lead guest, right? They're attracting their group, their clients, their customers, and then we take them off their regular site. So maybe it's somebody even who does, let's say, yoga. I can take them somewhere else and they can do their, you know, their morning yoga. They can talk nutrition during the day. They can, you know, have other speakers even come in. But they can concentrate on their event. What I concentrate on is the space. I make sure that the people are fed. I make sure that, yeah. you know, if there's entertainment that we can add, we can add that. I was on one last year and I went you know, with the group. And we did a yacht cruise, a yacht dinner cruise. It was wonderful. And it took people actually to show them what their business model could do, 
right? So we went down like Millionaire Lane, you know, and, you know, looked at all the beautiful homes and all the things that they could do. So it it gave them it gave them some dreams there, too. That's incredible. So Mm -hmm. when somebody contracts you, they, they seek you out, they seek you out for your services. And from what you just mentioned, is you're able to do the logistics to help and support and make sure that people know where they're going, right? So Essentially, you're their go-to person for making sure the trip is a success. Yes. And I also help make sure that it's going to be a financially sound trip. So (laughs) so it's one thing to pay me for the travel piece of it, but I want to make sure that the person who is providing the service, that they're taking their clients out, that they're making money, right? So there's a retreat cost. Really, I tried to help them think about that and say, okay, are you getting paid? Mm. Are you thinking about the food, if that's a separate cost, right? If we can find an all-inclusive, better yet, right? Are you thinking about this extra activity that you want to do? If there's any kind of gifting that you're giving, um, have you considered that cost? Um, Because I've been personally to events where I would look around and I'm saying, okay, this is not adding up. They Mm. paid for the space and for the event, but they didn't get paid, right? Oh wow! So I try to help those that are doing um, the event as well. If it's a, this is a business thing, right? Right. If it is um, an incentive trip, you know, obviously, I, you know, we're trying to get them the best deal for, you know, and, and the best opportunities for their employees or their sales staff um, and for them to, to make the best of it. Really. Yeah. And to take some of that off their shoulders, right? Because right. Otherwise, that's a lot to bear. You know, you're trying to plan an event, but then you're also trying to plan all the other stuff and getting logistics done to get people places. There's a lot of moving parts to it. And yes. I think you you hit the nail on the head as you're putting together retreats. If this is your first time trying to do a retreat or if it's your first time really trying to get this off the ground and you feel like it fits your business model, then you should be making some kind of profit from it because right. of the time that you're putting into it. Not only are you working before the retreat, but you're going to be working during the retreat. So, and and most likely after the retreat. So that's... And I was going to say at the retreat, before they leave, Mm -hmm. we also tried to say, okay, let's plan for your next one. So those who, you know, if we plan ahead, they invite them to come back at it, you know, with a little discount, right? right? And then, you know, so there's some type of incentive for them to, to come back around. And then maybe instead of an annual, eventually we turn it into a semi-annual or it becomes oh. quarterly, you know. So, yeah, so we can really, really grow these events, too, which is what I try to help people do. That's incredible. I mean, that's, you're essentially coaching them through this process. So kudos, kudos. So let's go back, though, because I'm, I'm intrigued because you talked about the retreats on water, right, and, and on a cruise, on boats. Why were cruises so enticing to you? What what was it about cruises? I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> I told you I had never cruised before. When I joined with the host agency, we had our annual event, right? Our conference was on a cruise ship. It was actually full when I when I started up my business. And there was an opening, somebody had backed out and I was like, "You know what? I'm just going to do it." My family was shocked. They were like, she's going by herself. What is she doing? She's going, she said she'd never go on a cruise, right? And so here I was, I was just like, yes, I'm, if I'm going to do this, I need to learn everything. So I went ahead and I was petrified. And I was, I was um, very fortunate that the day before I was invited to a ship inspection on a Disney ship. 
And so I went, so I wasn't going anywhere. I was just going to inspect the ship. I went on, I was just amazed. I was like a child, right? You know, I mean, I just like looked up and I was like, oh my God, <laughs> like, look at this, you know? And then I got on there and then I just met this, the crew and the, the way that they announced the family's names and just how inviting they were. And then we sampled the food and we <laughs> toured the room. I mean, and I really got a good feeling for what I was about to embark on. And I think from that moment, I was really enticed. Then the next day, I board the ship that now I'm going to be on for five nights. I could not even believe my eyes on how much could happen on that ship. And then because we were doing meetings, I saw when we were watching the shows. And I saw when it got converted the next day, I was in a meeting different types of meetings that I went to in different classrooms that those um, spaces got turned into. So I think it really, it really just struck me for families. It struck me for an individual. It struck me for a business, you know, like, it's like I got a taste of a little bit of everything in just yeah. what one week. Yeah. Right? And I guess my question now that, you know, I've had a little bit of time, but thank yeah. you for that is why cruises versus land, right? Like, I guess, why not a, um, an all-inclusive versus a cruise? So I do, but, so I do, so I do both. So okay. like Antigua is individual villas, right, villas in Antigua, right? right? right. Um, uh, when we did it in Florida, it was in, um, a boutique hotel. We've done a at Disney, the list goes on and on. It kind of depends. You know, we've gone up into the mountains in Tennessee, Gatlinburg, or, you know, um, and to rent out one of the big houses, right? You can get, you know, 22 bedrooms, you know, wow. and you can have a retreat up there. I mean, so there's a, there's so many different possibilities. Even though I know I lead with cruising a lot, I do have a passion for it now. I mean, I, I definitely did. Probably because April, I was cruising all month. So... <laughs> I was going to ask you that right now. How many cruises yeah. have you taken yourself? How many oh you feel you've been on? Uh, I think my personal cruises, I've probably been maybe 10 or 11 right now. So it's not that many yet. But she's going, not that many? I've done so. No, but you know what? My list goes on and on. You know, I'm already planning my next ones. Let me tell you, my husband, it was his first time cruising. I took him on one of our, um, well, actually, he went with our daughter first. Well, oh. my daughter first. Now, that's okay. kind of funny, right? Her group, as the pandemic hit, our group cruise was um, suspended. Right. And so I had to turn it into actually two because it just when people could go. So my daughter was going with, you know, a bunch of her friends and her husband. And then unfortunately, at the last minute, her husband couldn't go. So I said, take your dad. Oh, wow. you know, even though we were going to go on the same one, I'm like, just take him. He knows your friends, whatever. You guys will have fun, you know? Right. So they went and I think he had so much fun and he had a lot of fun with them because they were younger and they really, you know, they, <laughs> they did all the crazy stuff that we probably wouldn't do. And um, he's like, I'm not sure. I, I think I might've almost died a couple of times, but that oh, was okay. My God. <laughs> He's like, when your daughter turns around wow. and says, Dad, stop paddling the kayak. I got us. <laughs> he goes, I figured that was probably a, a sign that I wasn't quite keeping up, but that's okay. Because oh, <laughs> wow. then he came with me on the same one the next month. So, um, but yeah, we've been having so much fun. And then just in April, we were on Virgin Voyages twice and, um, and just had so much fun. And that's now that's an adult only. 
I was just going to ask you what makes what what is great about adult cruise lines. Oh my gosh! Um, well, I love our children and our grandchildren, um, but there's no children on board. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> well, that's number one. No children. Children. It is definitely. Um, it's a different audience. I will tell you, Virgin Voyages is a new cruise line. It was scheduled to start right before the shutdown. And so they reopened right right as everybody started coming back um, is when their first sailings happened um, in the Caribbean out of Miami. And so they started off with one ship, got into two. We are now launching the third ones coming up this summer out in the Mediterranean. So oh. it's really exciting. But the sailors there are anywhere from 35 to maybe average age of 65. I would say the average age is probably 49, 50-ish, you know. Although I will tell you, you'll see sailors from 18 to 105. Wow. I mean, I'm serious. Like, it all depends, you know. If they're young at heart, if they're open-minded, um, it's a little bit more sophisticated traveler with a relaxed environment, right? Okay. They can, we call it relaxed lux. Okay, mm. so you, you get a little bit of, of, of everything on this ship. And um, I know when it first came out, a lot of people thought it was going to be like this wild and crazy thing, you know, but it, it's really, if you want it to be, I guess it could be, <laughs> um, you know, it depends if you're up, you know, doing, uh, you know, some of those late night uh, dance parties and stuff. And it's a lot of fun, but it is an uncensored type environment, right? I just, I, you know, always want to make sure that my sailors know that because, you know, language can happen, there can be sexual content that maybe you wouldn't find in another, you know, line during shows, you know, that kind of stuff. So, um, and not all of them, but we like to let people know so that nobody's shocked and that they, um, you know, if they would take offense to that, that they would not be, uh, that may not be the, the cruise ship for them, right? Right. 75% of their sailors, they've already taken a cruise before most of them. Um, I, I will tell you that, right? Because a lot of them, you know, they're they're looking for something that they've they've been familiar with, right? For their cr first cruises sometimes. But I will tell you, I have taken first cruisers out with me and they have absolutely loved the brand. And people that I have interviewed while I was, you know, on the ship, they love it. They absolutely love it. And this is the only cruise line that has captured awards across the board in every in every single category. So they are really nailing it. They've really got things going good. Wow. And you were mentioning just now that there are, you know, folks of all ages, but as you're getting older and you're thinking about, you know, like traveling at a later time, there's also amenities on the boat, right? And there are also amenities on the cruise, like doctors and pharmacy. I mean, everything's on the boat, right? I, I don't know. You want yes. to explain a little bit about that and why <laughs> later travel is also amazing? So I'm going to tell you, um, I actually had to use their services my you last did. cruise. So oh, I, wow. I'm okay. I actually, it was a learning experience for me. So, and it was kind of funny because I always take out travel protection when I travel, always. You just never know, right? It's like buying auto insurance, although it's mandated now. But, you know, let's say you're buying auto insurance. You don't want to be out there riding around. We're not expecting we're going to get into an accident. But if we do, it's there for us, right? And it's the same thing with your travel protection. And it covers more than just the trip. So, like, some people are like, oh, I spent $2,000. Okay, whatever. you know, whatever. And I'm like, okay, so let's say 
you are in Mexico and something happens. Oh, I don't know. Maybe you fall. You hit your head. But it's severe enough that we got to get you into a hospital. Do you know they may not even take you unless you have some type of a, a lot of money or you have, um, you know, the travel protection that they know is going to take care of this? Or what if you have to now you can't get back on the ship? What if you have to go, you know, you need to be able to get back home. You have to fly home. This is where your travel advisor comes in, but we'll get to that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but, this is the stuff I want to hear. But, right. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. so here I am, I'm on the ship and I had a medical condition that chose to appear itself while I'm on the ship. And I'm like, are you serious? I'm like, oh, I don't want to go to the doctor and I don't know what they're going to charge. Right. Seriously. This is what I'm thinking. I'm like, I just yeah. don't feel like doing all this. So I waited half a day. And then the next day, that morning, I go, okay, so obviously I have to go to the doctor. I can't, you know, I'm, I'm going to go check it out. So I told my husband, I'm like, go to, sh go to shore. I'm going to go to the medical services. I will tell you, it was so reasonable. It was less than if I went, as a matter of fact, when I got back, I had to go see my doctor, right? I paid more in my doctor's office than I did when I was on the ship. And they were wow. so fast. They were so kind they let me know everything up front. I mean, I was extremely impressed. I was extremely impressed. And they knew I was a little bit nervous. And I can tell you the staff was excellent. Wow. You know, really, I just I, I was really impressed with everything. So now I can say I have now experienced that piece of it. Not that I was happy with that. But um, and they walked me through everything. And they said, now we're going to send you your receipt. And you send this into the insurance and you'll get reimbursed for it. The whole right. thing. Yeah. Right. So oh, I, wow. I was happy. I was very happy with it you know, with the experience. Yeah, because a lot of folks don't know. I mean, yes, we talk about the cruise being a, you know, mobile hotel per se, but at a hotel, you do not find a pharmacy, you do not find a doctor, you don't find nursing uh, practitioners to help you if there is a medical need versus oh, no. on a cruise. And my prescription came to me right away before I walked out of there, you oh, know, wow. so I mean, it was like everything was boom, boom, boom. Okay, you're ready to go. So I would say, I was probably 20 minutes and I was out the door. Oh my goodness. Wow. Yeah, well, I'm glad excellent. you found the, I found, I'm glad you found the medical need that you needed, but you know, that's also a part of travel that scares mothers, you know, elderly folks, even solo travelers. Right. Mm -hmm. And you plan yeah. for everyone you plan for families, you plan for solo travelers and retreats. We just talked about, we talked about the cruise part, but how about yourself? Have you taken any other trips that you've truly enjoyed and you highly recommend for, you know, maybe first time family travel, travel outside of the United States? That's also a scary part, <laughs> traveling outside of the U.S. I think you mentioned earlier that you've taken trips to the same locations in the U.S. And right. so we're finding that, too. And we're ready to <laughs> branch out. we got passports. Let's go. Right. And, and then, uh, yeah, and passports are, are really helpful. <laughs> 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 and they're fun to have. You know, they don't necessarily stamp them everywhere you go anymore. But if you ask, they will. Okay. And so this last time I'm like, no, let's go get our stamp. Why do we have an empty book? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, so funny you say that. We went to Canada and I was like, wait, they didn't stamp our passports to Canada? Why not? <laughs> right? There's no proof we came no, here. No. Yeah, no one's going to know we came. Right. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Such a validation stamp. Right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I will, I, you know what? Um, I'm not sure ex that this is exactly going to answer your question, but I will tell you one, one thing when I came into this industry, I thought that I was going to be 
really selling selling Disney trips. I, might, I even took my Girl Scouts there before. You wow. know, so like, I mean, I have been to Disney a million and one times. I used to work for Disney at one point. I love Disney. I actually, I honeymoon there as well. Imagine that. So oh, wow. I've been there as just adults. I've been there with children. I've been there educating children. <laughs> and um, and we've been there with multi-generation, right? So with the grandmas and the aunts and the uncles. And, you know, I mean, I think we had like 28 people the one time that we went with, you know, with a huge family. And I'm like, I figure like I have so much value to add to that and to help people navigate when they go on a trip there. And they knew so many people who wouldn't go there because they felt that, oh, it was overrated. It was too costly or they didn't know how many days they were going to need to stay there or they went there and they had a terrible time. And so what I realized is that I had a lot of value to add to that. So that's how I got started actually, is that I really thought Disney was my thing. So I have to say, planning these Disney trips, even though they're in the States, right, right from right. that aspect, that there's there's so much that a travel advisor can help somebody with, with a Disney trip. If they are well-versed, they can help with the transportation, make it easy. Um, they'll get to know the client. They'll know what kind if they have any kind of special needs, if they have children that are going to, um, you know, appreciate having the stroller, right? And how is it going to be easy to get from their hotel to or their resort to the parks? What's going to be the easiest mode of transportation? Um, what kind of things can we set up ahead of time that are going to make it more streamlined and easy for them? You know, maybe that's with setting up meals ahead of time, setting up some extra activities that a lot of people don't take advantage of when they go. Um, they have behind the scenes tours if somebody really wants to get into that. They even have folks that will, um, they will. Yeah, the, um, the VIP um, tour guide. Experience, right. And they'll yes. take them around and they will take them, you know, spend the day with them and, you know, have meals with them and explain to them a little bit about the backgrounds. All those things are so important when it comes down to the value that we give to our clients and when we don't ask. So for, you know, travel advisors who, you know, are not as well versed, they may not ask some of that stuff. But if you find somebody who's really good and really knows the area, um, they can really add all that value. And even if somebody's trying to get the most economical way to go to Disney, right, I don't ever want anybody to feel like they can't go, right? Even taking advantage of some of the deals, sometimes I can get somebody in a moderate resort at the same price I would have had a value. And some, as a matter of fact, my last clients, I saved them $2,000 going to a moderate versus a value resort that they were going to go to. So they were like, well, how did you do that? And I go, got to watch the deals. Right. <laughs> well, you, you've Sometimes already, it's good. <laughs> yeah. You've already made a great case for using your services. Why do you, you know, that's the price of admission right there. If you're able right. to save folks money, but how does that work? I guess if, do we hire you directly? Does the company hire you and pay you to sell their services? What does that look like for like a transaction between sure. you and your clients? There are some agents, so I don't want to say that they're always free, but most of us do not charge extra to have um, our services. Sometimes they might ask for a deposit of some kind, very low, and then they put it back into the, into the trip. I don't do that personally. I just figure I do my job. Um, I do well for my clients and probably... I don't know, I probably had a handful of people that maybe went on and did something else, right? Um, and that's okay. 
you know, it was just an, another experience for me to take under my belt. Yeah. But my value really is that I don't charge anything extra. And the companies and the suppliers that I work with, they're the ones that pay me. Okay. Okay. We get paid very well. You know, we get paid very well for, um, you know, it kind of depends on your agency. It depends on the relationships that you have with the suppliers. I'm definitely on the higher end of that. So my suppliers, it's all major suppliers that I work with. Good so for we, you. Get, we get paid well, you know, Good. and, you know, and, and it's not even the reason why I started doing this, right? If you remember, I mean, it was right really just to have those yeah. relationships. So it really turned into something a lot more. And then being that entrepreneur, you know, I was just so excited that, my gosh, I can actually make a living and do what's fun. <laughs> and travel. <laughs> right? Yes. I'm like, this is awesome. So, you know, my regret is I didn't start it earlier. <laughs> right, right. I mean, and it makes sense. It makes absolute yeah. sense if you've had a life-changing moment or an opportunity where you had time to reflect, right? You said you had nine months to reflect while you were taking right. care of your mother. That's a pause period that some of us don't take because we're busy working nine to five, right? Or sometimes right. longer hours. We don't have that opportunity to pause and say, you know what? I want to do something else or I want to see other sites or other lands or other locations. I want to experience and travel. So that's exciting for you. And I feel like you're also helping women or anyone really take their business outside of the office, right? Whether it's a cruise or land. And so I just feel like you're doing, it's full circle. I always say you're, yep. somehow we're always working in full circle, right? Like you're, you wanted to do this for yourself. Now you're doing it for others. You're doing it for businesses and you're doing it so that they can experience the world. And that's very important, especially, you know, I go back to the the COVID space, right? Like when we were all shut down, locked down, and we really started looking at remote working and remote learning and being remote, right? Because I would say, yes, we're locked in, but the world isn't closed because you can actually go be at a park or be somewhere else. And, and you don't have to have that interaction with other people. So I feel like this is so interesting to know that you can travel, you can help others to travel and really start experiencing life, especially after what we just went through. Well, and can I tell you, Cindy, one of the things that I found was really fascinating in this business because, you know, I was already in it. And when COVID came into our lives, <laughs> yeah, um, I really thought, wow. And, and which a lot of, you know, people in the travel industry was like, Oh, now what's going to happen, right? Here we are in this business, but nobody, nobody's traveling. Well, that's what we thought originally. People were still traveling, but what they were doing is they were traveling differently. They had to travel different. If I just take it, like I, you know, we book all around the world. What I found is that I was, I was going to destinations that were within the States. And so people were just going, you know, cause they couldn't, they couldn't go overseas. So, you know, things were closed down, but what they were doing is they were finding things that were right here <laughs> in our backyard that would, <laughs> nobody was going to before. Cause they just didn't realize. Right. And so we just, we just took travel a different way. So we never really stopped. The only people that stopped were people who chose to stop. Right. right. Yes. Um, for some of us, we just got more inventive and we found other ways. And I think about the restaurants, you know, um, just in our local area. Right. They got inventive. They started doing drive up or, yeah. you know, they would you could place your order. They would package it up and you could drive up and they would come out and, and 
give you your your order, right? right? So they didn't close down. They just did it different. They and, modified, right? Yep. Modified. So, um, yep. So a lot of businesses ended up doing that. So a blessing and, and a curse. Do we say that? <laughs> no, because then some of them have stuck with it, right? Some mm-hmm. of them have stuck with it. A lot of families said, oh, you know what? Forget this. I want the RV life. <laughs> right? Oh, gosh, right. <laughs> and like I was just sharing with you, you know, the young folks are like, no, I don't want to be in an office. I want to be at the beach today. So you yep. know what I mean? Like you pick and choose. And so I'm really excited to hear from you. I'm very excited that you're also having a great time with it because that, again, interest me and want to wanted to get on a cruise and I want to get back out there and, and travel. <laughs> I love it. So if folks want to work with you, if folks want to work with you on booking a trip, booking a retreat, or just getting information on what it's like to work with a travel um, agent, how do they get in, how do they get in touch with you? How how do they reach you? I have my my Facebook, which I'm with um, well Kimberly Simpson. Also my phone number is 630-425-2299. My email is Kimberly at destinations-design.com. And then also my website is destinations-design.com. Perfect. So they can get to me any of those ways. <laughs> so you heard it here. Facebook, website, the phone number again? 630 630- Four two five two two nine nine, and then of course you can always email your questions to Kimberly at destinations design dot com. Perfect. Well, Kimberly, is there anything that we didn't cover um, that you wanted to say about either the travel experience with you or uh, becoming a travel agent or anything that you feel we may have not covered during our conversation? So I'm just caught on to you becoming a travel agent. I help mentor people too. I help mentor people. So if you are intrigued with my lifestyle, (laughs) if you are intrigued with my lifestyle, and you would like to join me, I would love to have you and I do mentor people starting up their own. There's plenty of people, billions, trillions of people around the globe to be able to book travel for. So (laughs) I don't feel you competition, I feel you a colleague. So (laughs) There. <laughs> well, I think it's important, right? Again, going back to my points of like having those flexibilities and we all paused for that year and, you know, we all paused for several life changing moments in the last three years that if this is really something that you want to do, then who do you talk to? And you go talk to Kimberly Simpson about it. Are you, That's right. you know, you, you, you get, you get more information. So I'll tell you a little bit of story and I was in Las Vegas in February and I sat across the woman who said to me, she was scared, scared to travel outside mm-hmm. of the U.S. And ex- that was my reaction. That was my reaction. I said, oh, I'm sorry for you because the world is so big. I am dying to like go elsewhere, go right. somewhere else. I didn't have these opportunities growing up. And I didn't grow up with the luxury to be able to leave the U.S. So I was like, okay, you know what? Now that I can... I want to see everything. I want to go experience, right? I have friends in the UK. I have friends in Finland. I have friends that are in Mexico. I have friends everywhere now because of what I do with my business. And I would love to be able to have the opportunity to be like, okay, tomorrow I'm going to go to the Dominican Republic or, you know, I'm going to go elsewhere. I mean, we've been to Hawaii and Puerto Rico, but 
you know, that's still the U.S. (laughs) I will say, though, going to Puerto Rico was an experience. (laughs) I mean, U.S. territory, you know, and I speak the language, both languages. So it's just it's just a matter of, um, you know, really experiencing the world. So I felt really bad for this woman who was so scared to do it. So. If you're a scared traveler, go talk to Kimberly. <laughs> like, go talk to her. Absolutely. No, you shouldn't be scared of the world. The world is not that scary. And the more and more that we see the world opening up on social media, the more we realize that, unfortunately, with everything that's happening in the U.S., the U.S. isn't always the safest place. This is very true. And um, we even have, let's say somebody's going overseas and something occurs or they have questions or they need some direction. We actually have people, I call them boots on the ground, but you know, <laughs> yeah. we, have, we have representatives from the different suppliers that we work with that actually work with me that would be there to help any of our travelers. I think that's another big plus with working with an advisor. It's one thing to just get online and just start booking something. It's another to have somebody who has connections wherever you're going that at that destination, because then they're there to help you, to guide you, pr- help you with transportation if that's, you know, that wasn't set up and you needed something. So I think, like you said, I mean, the world has just opened up so much. The only people that are, are the only way we're getting restricted is ourselves, right? Yeah, yeah mentally. Yes, yeah. yes, absolutely. So if you yeah. have the right tools and the right person working with you, absolutely, you you should feel really secure in going. That's incredible, especially because you're right. There's sometimes language barriers. There's sometimes, you know, currency. We talked about Canada earlier and currency exchanges. And if you charge things on your card, if you don't charge things on your card, I've learned that. I learned it. So. <laughs> well, I was going to say when I was in Puerto Rico, I just remember going like, you know, of course I needed the bathroom, right? And I'm looking at my husband. Everything was in Spanish where we were. And I'm like... Okay, I got to think. Just got to think for a minute. And then I'm like, baños, baños, baños. <laughs> and he's like, what are you saying? I go, I need a bathroom. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it's funny what will happen. No. <laughs> yeah, and it's true. I mean, as you're thinking, that's what's scary about the world, right? It's not the same everywhere. You're not speaking English everywhere. You're not, you know, going right. with dollars everywhere. You're going to have to figure these things out. And it's amazing to have a travel companion or travel <laughs> buddy or, you know, coach or whatever they want to call you. Because at the end of the day, you're really going with them as that support on their trip. And Absolutely. it makes it a little less scary. Absolutely. Yeah. So last question for you is we always ask everyone at the end of the interviews, if you have one book that you would recommend the list to the listeners and why, why that title? Yeah. Okay. So one of the things that, um, that I make it a point to do is to read every day, something, even if it's 15 minutes, one of the ones that really struck me, maybe it was because of where I was and the mindset that I needed to, to do starting something new was relentless by Tim S. Grover. I think it was just because I knew that I could start with something. I could be, I could be good at it. I could be great at it if I put some effort into it, right? And then I could take what I thought I was going to do, like that Disney, and I could turn around and expand it to something globally like I do now. And 
hitting so many different audiences because it doesn't matter. You know, my clients can be that solo person. It can be somebody um, who's traveling with their family. It could be multi-generational. It could be students. It could be businesses. I've literally started a whole new business, a whole new <laughs> a whole new education path that I had to go down in order to do what I'm doing today. Never in a million years did I think that's what I was going to be doing. And I certainly didn't expect to be doing it at the time of my life that I was doing it when my kids were grown. And, and here I am now starting an entirely, I shouldn't say starting, I am now in a full-time <laughs> business and spending time with my family because I do do both. I, I still work daily with my grandkids and then the rest of the time I am focused on my business. Thank you, Amy. And thank you, Kimberly. It was a great interview today. Thank you, ladies. And Cindy, I have to just, can I just take a moment and just say, um, I met Cindy years ago, and I have not seen her in a very long time, but, you know, at a different events. And she just struck me. And that is like, why I became part of, um, of this group. And, you know, it's just to see the the networking that happens, to see the support of different entrepreneurs and their businesses, and then really just to be able to have those connections with others doing um, their own entrepreneurial businesses and, and having that support is just so important. And then the community service. That was something that I have not been able to um, to do, like the delivering of the meals and stuff that I want so much to do. But because I was traveling so much, I was like, I didn't feel like I can't commit the way I needed to. But that is my, one of my goals is to really be part of that because I just think that's phenomenal. That's what makes being an entrepreneur, I think, even that much more exciting is when you turn around and you can start giving back to the community. So I want to thank you. And I want to thank you for having me and safe travels. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Thank you. Yes. And we'll be talking about a cruise soon because I have not been on a cruise yet. That's on the bucket list. We'll thank get you again. there. <laughs> <laughs> thank you again, Kimberly, for being here. Many thanks to our producer, Amy Downing of Amy Downing Media and Marketing. Looking for a space to create connections in Aurora, Illinois? Join the Women of Aurora Facebook group. We'd love to have you. Did you enjoy the show? Let us know in the Facebook group and be sure to tell a friend. If you haven't yet, remember to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite listening platform. See you next time.